0: All right. Hello everyone. Hello. Hello. This is Fudge and Meat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um a little podcast, a little broadcast about sports. Um considering this is our first episode, we don't have a cute little intro no. yet. <laughs> but I hopefully we'll get one and we'll get there. We'll figure out
1: something oh.
0: punny. Yeah, and soon cute. enough,
1: we'll I don't know. Hopefully have something that works out a little bit better, but...
0: I feel like, yeah, a, just a cute little, like, welcome thing. But, so, welcome to the first episode. I do also hope that we get a cute little musical Soon jingle. Enough. I'm working on getting one right now, because... <laughs> why not? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess, because it's the first episode, maybe we should, like... Yeah, we can do a little bit of an intro. Just say who we are, and, like, what's going on here. Um... A little bit of that. Um, yeah. So my name is Anastasia. Respectively. That's Lily. Um, she is fudge. I am meat, <laughs> mm-hmm. respectively, and um, we really oh, like yeah. sports, specifically Wisconsin-centered athletics. It's a passion. Mm-hmm. It's a passion, and I will tell you, fudge definitely has um, a soft spot for baseball. I definitely have a soft spot for football. And so we realized, you know, we can talk about sports. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of wanted an outlet to do that where we didn't feel judged or felt like things were being mansplained to us. Um, so this is our outlet for that. And we are going to give our unfiltered opinions on everything. God, no. Um Yeah, we are no experts. Yeah. I feel like we have no qualifications but, yeah. to give any opinions. But that being said, we are big fans, and we know, and I I feel like we know what we're talking about, (laughs) so we're going to share a little insight, you know, and see how you guys feel. Um, Yeah, okay, that was was good. (laughs) That was deep. Yeah, trauma Um, was Outrage, trauma. I think the first thing that we're going to go into is definitely what caused the most should I say trauma in Wisconsin? Trauma's a good word. Outrage. You know, whatever you want to call it. And that would be the most Everything. recent NFL draft. If you paid any attention, you probably most definitely saw the backlash that the Packers received oh, yeah. for all of their decisions. <laughs> and I, I will say that I had some opinions. I think surprise um was a constant emotion. <sighs> <laughs> but uh yeah, we're just going to talk a little bit about that, about our thoughts and where I guess we think we need to see the the Packers go in order to have a successful season. Um I think I think we should start backwards with the drafties and work our way yeah. up to the first draft. So we're just going to be talking about the first four drafted uh, picks yeah. one through they were rounds one through five, because after that, um, I don't want to say these guys are irre- irrelevant, but these four, I think, definitely have the most to talk about, mm-hmm. especially in like a podcast length, you know? Like, we are restricted by time. And so, um, I'm going to kick us off. Well, and the you have a soft spot for Blake Martinez. fifth round pick one of your that we had was linebacker from Minnesota, Kamal Martin. Okay, yeah, interesting, interesting pick, because I don't think anybody talks about enough.
1: Mm-hmm. Why
0: the hell did we release Blake Martinez? <laughs> I, I, uh, well, okay, yes, I obviously have a soft spot for Blake, but then again, if you look at his record for tackles, it's absolutely ridiculous. You know, like, he's high up there. I think I, a recent statistic I saw is that he was number three this past year. He definitely broke a record. Um... But I guess one of the complaints I heard was that, this is the dumbest complaint in my opinion, was that, oh, in Blake's position as an inside linebacker, he shouldn't be getting that many tackles. (laughs) Okay. So I think people struggled with seeing it as Blake maybe was playing his own game, but I think that's an unfair assumption. What it looks more like to me was that Blake was picking up the slack from our crappy defense, if you've looked at the Packers in, like, mm-hmm. the previous years, especially not this season, but the season before, oh, so, no, my no, gosh. Our defense way. was horrendous. It still kind of is. It's not great. Um, yeah. But I think getting rid of Blake was an interesting choice, and then filling that position with Kamal Martin. Because I guess my thought was if we get rid of Blake, like, he was fantastic, right? Blake Martinez. We would want to fill that position because our defense is lacking, Um I thought we would go for an inside linebacker in rounds one or two, um, right? To, to, right, because if we're replacing Blake, you think that we would be replacing him with some, like, star linebacker, you know? Like, this kid's gonna rock it. And so to get a fifth-round pick to replace Blake, I am, if I'm being honest, I'm confused.
1: Well... No, and we pick. Who do we pick up? Um, that was it. Either was it from the Lions that everybody, or was it either Minnesota or the Lions that everybody kind of thought was going to be our replacement? I can't think of the name right now. Um, but it was kind of like an arguable. Like I think people are kind of saying it's like some way to replace Blake, but not necessarily. But it was still kind of the talk that for the draft that our first, like our main concerns were going to be a linebacker and. A wide, uh, receiver. wide receiver. That was just kind of like yeah. the general thought. Exactly. And so
0: I, yeah, I was, I was confused, not because obviously we needed to fill that position, yeah. you know, that's what everybody was looking for. Um, but I don't know why we did no. it so late. Um, I will say I, I watched a lot of Kamal Martin's stuff and I think, um, mm-hmm. he's definitely dynamic, which is good. Um, what I like about him is that it definitely seems like when he's yeah. playing the game, his eyes are on the entire mm-hmm. field, which is really, really good. Um, he He's focused. He knows where he's going. You know, he's got he had the same amount of forced fumbles and uh, recoveries that Blake did this year. I mean, it's only two and two. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, you know, his eyes are on the ball. He knows what he's doing. And I think that's really impressive. But then again, you know, it's like his numbers weren't. Anything that made me... How do I describe this? I Once again, I'm just a little confused as to why we went for a fifth round pick to replace Blake Martinez, as opposed to a first round. But I... If we're being honest, I'm not sure what Gutekunst and Matt LaFleur are going for.
1: (laughs) Well, and we'll get to this later too, but they had a really interesting game plan that I think to me was really proving that with LaFleur, they're trying to go for a different Packers, like, as a mm. team entirely, and we'll talk about it later, down, like, more down the line, but I kept hearing that they're Probably saying, when we get, probably when we get to Jordan. Exactly, though. that's why I'm kind of waiting for it, but it's kind of like yeah. a statement saying, like, this is LaFleur's team, and this is going to be LaFleur's team, and... Uh, as much as I get and respect that,
0: okay, you know, what, yeah, we'll save that for later, we'll put that all into one. Um, so that's my thoughts on Kamal. I'm, I'm definitely a little confused by this choice and um, how late it was in the draft. But then again, I do think that he is um, he's a focused player. You know, his eyes are all over the field, and I think that's really impressive. It'll be interesting to see um, what happens after training because I think... I, I don't think he's a lost cause, you know, like i said i'm I, I think the hardest things to fix are the things that he's got nailed no. down, you know, like really being attentive during the game, I think that is yes. a hard trait to pick up if you don't have it um which I will get to when we get to Jordan love as well <laughs> um yeah,
1: and just to clarify, <clears throat> I believe the player who I was referring to that we picked up was um Christian Kirkley mm, okay from the okay grounds. okay, um who's a linebacker um and that was kind of again one of. Kind of a replacement, but it's not like directly. But I think that they're that's kind of like
0: you know, these two guys could fulfill that role potentially,
1: kind of platoon, but it's I don't know. I really don't (laughs) feel that I personally,
0: I personally think getting rid of Blake was a mistake. I think the only reason we needed an inside linebacker was because we let him go exactly. Um. So, you know, if we kept him, we could have had another pick. We could have. um, We didn't need to trade for anyone. I feel like we could have benefited a lot from keeping Blake, but because we got rid of him, we had to take different measures to fill that role. And I don't know if these guys are as um, as athletically gifted as Blake was. And like you said, I'm definitely well, biased, like, but I think one he quick I thing think to I too is believe.
1: He really loved Packer culture, and he loved Packer fans. And small market teams like us, we're always biased towards that. We're biased to guys who love playing for us and who like playing for this team, and that means a world to us. And he really genuinely loved playing here, and that hurts to let go. Mm-hmm.
0: <sighs> it definitely does. Yeah. Um, so a very sad farewell to Blake. But moving on, the the third round uh-huh. pick, we picked yes. up a tight end, Josiah Degara from Cincinnati. Um, yes, yes, we did. Now, mm-hmm. people were a little more pleased about this one because finally, thank God, we got a weapon for Rodgers. Because how it seemed our draft went was that we hired his replacement rather than his help. Um, and, you know, we were looking for wide receivers. And so I guess a tight end is... A good, <laughs> a good substitute. Um, yeah. yeah, but I will say, um, <laughs> I I am not the biggest Jimmy Graham fan.
1: Neither. So. <laughs>
0: that's no. that's all I gonna say. As a unit, collectively, we, we don't love Jimmy Graham. <laughs> I, no. no. I think you know when he played for the Seahawks, he had talent. But I think coming to Green <laughs> Bay. Um, we expected, a- there was a lot of talk when oh, we yeah. uh, signed him. I remember people were ready for that Rogers graham dynamic, and it became mm-hmm. Rogers adams you know? It went straight to Devonte. Jimmy Graham could not keep the ball in his hands to save his life. No. Um, God, no. So, you know, let him go. This guy, um, I was watching him,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he reminded me a lot of Jimmy Graham.
1: No. <laughs> No.
0: (laughs) Which obviously I'm not too pleased about. I think what concerns me the most is that he... Josiah Degar is a big guy. Mm -hmm. And he Uh looks slow.
1: Yeah.
0: Which I feel like is not what we need, right? Because we're already lacking in wide receivers to go downfield. Yeah. we are going to get to running backs in just a second you know that position's filled i feel like yeah. we kind of needed to make up for the fact that we didn't grab a wide receiver um you know quick guy who can get downfield and um have an open hands for rodgers and i feel like i don't know if this guy will be quick enough um, i'm a little worried about that if i'm being honest no. then again i we we don't we don't know who they're going to put in first um this kid might be on the bench who knows who knows um no but oh, yeah. that was not my favorite pick. Now, going on to round number two, which was AJ Dillon, the running back.
1: Yeah. Honestly a yeah. lot
0: I remember a lot of people were pretty mad about this too. But I yeah. wasn't. If I'm being honest. I think it's funny I, pick I kind of liked it because I before the draft happened, um, I had three options. Obviously, I said wide receiver and inside linebacker would be great, but I also loved the idea of picking up a running back. Yeah. Because if I'm being honest, we wanted a wide receiver because the only consistent connection is DeVonte mm-hmm. to or Rodgers yeah. to DeVonte, right? So we wanted that other wide receiver to be I guess equally as talented, equally as consistent. That's what we were looking for. Um, as far as running backs go, I mean, we have Jamal Williams, yeah. and don't get me wrong, I love that man. We adore him. He's hilarious. He's so funny. We have we have Jamal, but I no. don't think he's consistent. I think, equally, the only consistent yeah. connection that we have is Rodgers to Aaron Jones. And so I'm not necessarily mad that we picked up another running back because as much as I love Jamal, I if he continues to play as I, he does, I think someone could potentially fulfill that role better. Yeah. Um. And I remember you you made the comment first that AJ Dillon, you said he looked quite opposite than Aaron Jones.
1: Yeah, no, he reminds me a lot. Um, I was talking about it, like, with my family during the draft, and I was saying that his, the sort of, like, way he plays his position reminds me a lot more of Eddie Lacy. Young Eddie Lacy. Bulldoze. Yeah, you just Ex- bulldoze through everybody. You, like, somebody grabs onto you, doesn't matter. Throw them off. Like, kind of just that sort of play. Instead of trying to be sneaky and, like, get through everybody as clean as possible and, like... um maybe do some, like, I can't think of actually any terms right now, but, like, twist and turn your way through it, and just, like, then kind of make that escape, where Dylan plays a little bit more, like, Lacey Stout, where you just kind of, like, doesn't matter, you're getting through there somehow.
0: Especially, especially with the weather in Green Bay, you want a bulldozer. Those guys get you far. If you remember young Eddie Lacey, I mean, before we let him go, his, his early years were prime. He, he killed no. it. He was a bulldozer. Like, you could not knock that man down. And so I think the dynamic... Um, I, I remember the commentators were giving yeah. out grades, and I think he only got AJ Dillon, maybe got like a C or a C plus or something. And I think he might be like a, a B if I were to grade him. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah. B- think be at the
1: lowest or something. Yeah.
0: No, I, I think the dynamic be- between him and Aaron Jones could be really good. I think Aaron Jones is that quick small guy that we need you know can go really fast can like make these trick plays but i think aj dylan if we just need to get the ball one or Perfect. two yards you know i i think he's the
1: guy that we might want to go to um yeah and that's we did a little bit better this season i think in general um on fourth downs like if we did go for them and but i think there were too like too many times where jones wasn't able to convert
0: um, exactly try to
1: run him and he couldn't and i think having the sort of bounce between the two a that, big boy <laughs> yeah I think it's just gonna be really helpful and it's gonna give our offense just like a little extra flavor it gives us like a little more depth um and I think that's just gonna be really useful when it gets to this next season or like I'm hoping to see that I don't know how big his impact will be right away but I'm kind of I'm looking forward to seeing him I really was not that mad about this draft I'm I'm excited I'm very
0: I'm very excited to actually see where he goes. Mm-hmm. I think if we can develop him a lot and if he can become that powerhouse, I think it would be a really awesome dynamic to have these two players. And I think that yeah. it would be very, very beneficial to Rodgers. Um, yes. So now going – <laughs> oh, think, continue, sorry. Uh,
1: well, I have one more <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. too. I just think <laughs> that position, I think there can be so many injuries just because of how physical mm-hmm. it is, too. And that's where I'm also just like – What is what? How is it hurting us to have another strong player there? Yeah, yeah. Just because like that happens too, or it's maybe a small injury that you're out for a game, or you just have to leave a game early. Like it does not bother me to have Jones, uh, Williams, and then um, Dylan all kind of being able to fill that role. So,
0: my two cents. Yeah, yeah, totally. Now going on (laughs) to round one. Oh boy. The Packers selected a quarterback, Jordan Love, Utah State. Wow. Wow. Okay. I will be the first to admit I, don't think man- I did though. not want a quarterback. I
1: love Floor and <laughs> Gutekunst.
0: No. I think, oh gosh, yeah. So that, that's the interesting thing that I was um, planning on getting to is that this decision yeah. was not Gutekunst it was actually LaFleur's decision, which I think is very interesting considering that their marriage. there has been a lot of rumors between his relationship with Rogers and I guess in this past season, in their marriage, yeah. in this past season, in this past season, it looked like it was going quite well. Um, and so, first of all, I know that nobody has to, right? But I oh, think, God, yeah. I think maybe they should have giving Rogers a heads up oh, about yeah. this decision. Because if yeah. I'm being honest, if I was Rogers, I would find it kind of offensive. And I found out Rogers did not know before the draft that they were picking yeah, another yeah. QB. And basically, I'm sure people who are listening kind of know exactly why this is controversial, but I think that we should discuss it just in case people don't. Um, so essentially, by drafting Jordan Love is that, you know, first-round drafts, obviously, mm-hmm. you're picking the best of the best, right? So that's a position where we wanted another really um, talented wide receiver to complement Devontae, or we wanted another inside linebacker, you know, to do the work that Blake did. And um, instead, we drafted a quarterback. So we are letting go of a lot of really talented, you know, wide receivers to pick this guy. And so I guess the only logical reasons that we would have done that is if we think that this guy really is the next Rogers and could replace him. Because otherwise, I guess if you're thinking in the past, we used to draft quarterbacks, train them up and trade them. Right. Um, But we're not in really in the position where that's helpful to us because like I said, we are looking for Rogers help if we really, I guess, wanted a chance of having a very successful season. And so it's really Mm -hmm. interesting that we didn't give Rogers the help he needed because um, uh, it, because yeah, we thinking, didn't pick the help that he needed, it looks like that was we were next looking two years, to replace him. Two, three. And I guess a quarterback. I expected that we would pick a quarterback. People kept yeah. saying like five years. I was thinking three. Too long. I think five years is a little far out because you know we still have to train. We still have to train him. Um, two concerns. The thing is, I didn't yeah. want to personally because I just wanted to keep Rodgers. But I think keep, I think well, waiting I mean, five years is a long time. Um, But I thought, I thought three years until we'd draft a new quarterback. Um, So picking him now, it's, I I guess, did LaFleur look at this guy and say, like, this is it? You know, this is the next big thing? I, I guess, I guess so. But I, I mean, obviously I don't know his thought process, but I definitely have some thoughts about Jordan Love. Say what you were about to say.
1: Well, it was, it's clear to me too that. Obviously, Lefleur saw something in him that made him go. I think he could really be it. I think he could be it for this. And I think one of the things that's been the most interesting thing that I've heard, obviously from a lot of other like commentators, is the whole thing about this is when this is a pretty much the same exact situation when we drafted Rodgers um, and Favre. All of a sudden, you know, not it's not necessarily being put on the clock, but you're you understand that this is your replacement, and you you know that just with the way that it's drafted um, and. The the big thing about it is when you're put in that position. So when Rodgers is put in the position of being drafted as far mm-hmm. as replacement, you're you have to match up to that. Exactly. You have to compare to that. And Love is now being put in that difficult position where if you don't com- like come anywhere near to how big of a contributor Rodgers has been to the Packers for God for <laughs> as long as we've had him, everyone's going to look at this and go, well, what the hell? Why do we do this? And
0: yeah, he's he's definitely in a tough position because he's not coming into Green Bay with a no. warm welcome, which I definitely feel bad about because you know he's a, he didn't really have a choice. He's a kid, you know. He was yeah. drafted by us, um, but so first of all, there's a lot of yeah. animosity towards him already. Um, but next year, Rogers has the opportunity to leave, and I'm seeing a lot of things. Um, you saw a post. You saw that Brett Favre thinks that Rogers is going to get pushed out just like he did. We saw a post oh, thinking that the Bears. he might go to was it the Bears? Um, I I saw I saw a yeah. post saying that the Panthers might have a spot lined up for him. Um, so a lot of people are expecting that Rogers might leave next year, year. and that concerns me because that only gives Jordan Love, I guess, no. a year. And I don't think a year is enough to determine if this kid has what it takes or not. I mean, think about Eddie Lacy. In his first years, he was brilliant. And then after a few years, he just fell off, you know, like his skills went way down. And I, I fear that we would, that by picking him, Jordan Love this year, we are prematurely getting rid of Rogers. Um, I'm not saying that this kid can't, for all we know, this kid is the next Aaron Rodgers, And you know... Aaron Rodgers will be the next Brett Favre. Like, we will, for all we know, we will Never. raise Jordan Love in, long like, two shot. years, right? And he'll be our everything. But I'm just a little worried. How often do you get an Aaron Rodgers? That's that's my question. It's a long shot. And I just... Mm-hmm. I, we're, I, I'm i about to talk about it. Seeing the, this kid's... Um, mm-hmm. Seeing how he played in college, I definitely have some concerns. Um, So, first of all, I will admit that he has a lot of strength. I think that he's got a really great arm. He's really, really passionate. And he does have a lot of, I guess, Rodgers-like throws where when he throws the ball sometimes, you know, like all the receiver has to do is put his hands out and it just falls right in there. You know, a a lot of his really impressive um, highlights are really, really good passes, you know, just like targeted you know zoned in like it it had to be within a few inches to get where it needed to go and he got those which is really awesome um but there are a few things that concern me and the first thing is um we actually a lot of people are comparing him to Patrick Mahomes but the more I think about it he is kind of like a Rogers because one of his biggest flaws is his hesitation as a Packer fan. I cannot tell you how many times during a game I have heard people yell, Rodgers, throw the goddamn ball. Just throw it. Rodgers, a lot of times, dances around in the pocket and does not let the ball go. And, you know, Rodgers is a goat, but, like, we we have to address these problems. And Jordan Love does a very similar thing. A lot of his plays, if you slow them down um, in his highlights, he had some impressive throws. But rather than, like, I guess, gaining a few yards or however many yards he did, some of his passes he could have gotten more yards or okay. even a touchdown, but he hesitated to throw it to the receiver. You know, he, he just, I think it comes from, Oh yeah. maybe it's, it, it's a fear, I'm not, I'm not sure, but another part of it is that he doesn't quite scan the entire field. And that's what I was saying Kamal Martin did, but I'm a little hesitant about Jordan Love because I think that's a hard skill to train. If you look, um, other schools use it against him, okay. Boise used it against him, for example. They noticed that in his um, footage, oh, yeah. he would always look at the same safety every single time, right? He looked in the same no. position first every single time. You know, there, there was no variation in, I guess, the way he was looking at the field. And so they set up plays that just no. trapped him because they knew no. exactly where he was going to look first. And, um, and I think that's really, really dangerous, Especially for the Packers, because we know that our O-line is not fantastic. I mean, we've seen Aaron Rodgers get tackled more than we would have loved. Two broken collarbones. And like I already said, Rodgers does not have enough time to dance around in the pocket. Neither does Jordan Love. Neither does Jordan Love. Um, and so that, I, it's a little problematic. Because Aaron Rodgers takes his time. But I think he, he knows where the ball should go. Yeah,
1: he clearly, whenever he, like, um, at the start of a play, he knows what he wants to do and has a clear idea of what he wants to do. And I think, like, again, his biggest weakness is also his biggest strength. Just because when that works and he has that much time, he, not all the time, but, like, he can make some damn good plays. And we've all seen that. Um, mm, mm-hmm. But, Yeah.
0: I don't, know, I don't know what we're going to say about that right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, That's fair. That's fair. He, I'm just... I think Rodgers is a smart guy. He, he's
1: smart. He has a better football IQ. He has yeah, a good fo- really great football IQ. He's a great football IQ. I think,
0: overall, Rodgers is a smart guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think he knows what he has to do. I think he scans the field. I think... Um, even if he takes a little too long, I think some of his, a lot of his passes, if you notice when he's under pressure, Mm -hmm. he makes a lot of those, you know, more, more than once have I seen him throw a ball perfectly while he's like in the middle of falling to the ground. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm talking (sighs) about those mid tackle passes, (laughs) Um, but obviously that's what I'm saying is that, you know, even when he's running Mm -hmm. out of time, he sees where the ball has to go and he can get it there. I'm afraid that Jordan Love Is not seeing the entire picture Um, and that's definitely a little concerning and also he is pretty inconsistent Um, he's had some really good seasons especially the past one people talk a lot about his 2018 season Um, but he he has been quite inconsistent he throws he has a lot of amazing passes like I'm saying you know just right into the hands of the receiver and it's beautiful But he has a really high number of interceptions.
1: I have an interesting comment about this. Okay. Because somebody was saying, I forgot, I just watched a ton of videos about this today and about this draft choice. Um, And they were talking about how it was like a lot of, well, I think it was a new offensive coordinator for Utah State. And then um, I forgot if they said like it was a bunch of like new players or what was going on. Um, But they were trying to play him differently. So... In his final season there, where he had, like, 20 um, touchdowns to Mm -hmm. 17 interceptions. And I'm not saying that, like, makes him, makes that fine, because that's still, like, it makes my, it it makes,
0: yeah, I really don't like it. (laughs) You're, like, cringing, you're
1: like, oh, 17. (laughs) No, but it definitely makes me more interested in being, like, could I, should I be a little bit kinder to that, that season? And, and what,
0: and in, in what ways were you saying they were trying to change the? Uh, I guess the way he was played. Were they going for more of a passing game?
1: I am or? not positive because I really did not listen to any more than that. They said there were a lot of changes. They <laughs> were trying that, to. Ch- there were a lot of changes. Yeah, they just said there was a ton um, of changes and that like, that could have hindered the way that he was playing or affected. Uh, I'd like to thank our sources for. Oh being yeah, big. it's some video on YouTube. Yeah, some talk awesome. show. On YouTube, <laughs> some
0: talk show where yeah, they're just like, yeah, happens. things changed. Um, I guess, but I guess if you look at it, um, his twenty eighteen season, people really hyped up. But I see a lot more flaws there. That's that's the season where they think a lot of um, us teams mm-hmm. drafting him were looking at was the twenty eighteen season because that's when he really I guess started to, um show himself on the field but that's that's specifically the season I'm talking about where you see a lot of that okay. hesitation and you see a lot of those mistakes where he's not playing the entire field. And so I guess like as impressive as some of his highlights are if you really take the time to sit back okay. and analyze them, he could have made a better play and he didn't. And I guess that concerns me because Mm-mm. the Packers I've said we've said it a million times in this. We're not a defensive team. We're not. We're all offense. Yeah. And I think we definitely need to have a better passing game oh yeah we don't have enough I'm I I love Devante but it's like come on we need we need a little more and I just if this guy you know some of his passes are brilliant but with all these interceptions and all his inconsistency I'm definitely a little worried that being said you know he was (sighs) collegiate and this is going professional you know training will be completely different we have no idea what Matt LaFleur is gonna pump out (laughs) in preseason um oh yeah. But yeah. No, and I guess what I was saying is that I think mm-hmm. as Rogers, I would feel offended if I didn't know because that's Exactly Especially from your coach, your coach making that decision. It def- it so mm. it sounds like a big old I don't know slap in the face and someone saying you're washed up, you know. Um and especially with all these all of these reports, all of these papers I'm definitely worried. I think a lot of what happens, um, definitely not always, but I think media definitely causes pressure. For example, oh, yeah. I think um, get it, for example getting rid of McCarthy. They want him out. I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that the public, what they wanted him out, and I'm a little worried that with all these articles, that might Rogers be a reason believe, why he, that might. floor want to move? I guess. Direction. Yeah. Um, why can't I think of? It might pressure, yeah. It might it might yeah. pressure, you know, like Lafleur and Gutikus. It might it might give them a little pressure in order to push him out, um, and that really worries me. Especially because I don't think I don't think
1: any year Jordan Love could be ready. I think ugh. no. And uh, so they, I know what is it? I forget how many. I thought it was like we. He has a few more years on his contract, Rodgers. I thought like, does he have like option? Next year, but yeah, yeah. Next next year, he has the possibility to leave if he wanted to. Okay, so if he wanted to, he could, but and then it's like, isn't it like four more years from like now? I believe so. I could could look into it. (laughs) Well, okay, Um, ballpark. It's that, and it's somewhere (laughs) around there, guys. And we will look up our numbers. And and the thing too to note is Rodgers has a really good throwing arm, and that's probably better than a lot of other quarterbacks his age, and it's really strong, and that's been just one of his great strengths. And I think. Uh, They were saying, too, like, out of any quarterback right now, he has a really high potential for playing late into his life, like, 40s. You know, late for a a normal football career, he could play into his 40s. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's crazy. And they think that he's a really strong chance of doing that. And I think that's what upsets me so much about it, too, is just, I think I could see maybe, like, I don't know. I don't even want to – I just don't want to think about him leaving. And what this tells me, though, too, is that, like – you can
0: wait, you can – I was gonna say, let's be honest. Aaron Rodgers, great guy, has a huge oh, ego. Yeah. I feel like if he gets pushed out of Green Bay, he will make a point of like winning the Super Bowl. Oh, he with would. Whatever team he's in. No, he'd be like some backup off. for somebody and he'd all of a sudden. I, I, I was, oh my god, I was trying to imagine him during the draft. I could picture him throwing his phone at the wall. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> like, he was probably pissed. I mean, how could he be? But then, of course, he had talked with Jordan Luna because be. he's like. Because I think, well, you know, it's not when I think he feels proud probably.
0: There's, I have nothing. Uh, yeah, no. It, um, of course he knows that. You know, he's been through the process. I have nothing against Jordan Love as a person. I'm no. speaking strictly as a player and in his position.
1: I'm sure he's
0: a great guy.
1: <laughs> no, here's what this has to tell me, though, about it. <clears throat> so let's say with your old topic or your old talking point with um, that maybe they were concerned with, like, the media's presentation of Rogers that he's washed. Um, and for me, like especially as Lafleur is a new guy, I think that shows that he just does not have a grasp on the Green Bay culture. Because I don't think you're ever gonna go around Green Bay. Mm. You might find like one person out of a group of like 300 that's gonna say Rogers is washed. We need a new guy. Like everybody else is like he is a god here. We respect him to like the highest degree. <laughs> like,
0: okay, well, well, I guess yeah. my question is, as much as he respect him. You know, it's still a business, and LaFleur wants what's best for
1: the team. No, and that's what, like, I think that I respect that, and I understand that he wants what's best for the team, but I do think that it's him saying, I'm going to be here for, what, the next 10 years. I want to do what's going to be good for me as a coach in the next 10 years. And that's something important to note as a small market team, because it's not like we can just keep pulling these huge guys in free agency. Like, it's a little bit different of a way of, like, attaining um, personnel and players, so I get that. Um and obviously he's thinking for down the road, but I still do think that like he his connection to Rogers was probably not as good as that we thought as a fan base. And then I think that like mm. I, that the washed thing, you might have heard that and then had that whole idea instead of um not saying you have to appease Packers fans by any means. But do you I think you might get what I'm saying?
0: I I think I I think why I'm just no, I do, but I think why I'm just confused mm-hmm. is that, you know, I we obviously are biased, um, but I, I like to think that yeah. I'm as, um, median as I can be, you know. Like no. I will openly admit I love Jamal Williams with my whole heart. Oh but yeah, I I think he's we the both do that position. You know, like I and verify how much I love that man. <laughs> I, I, I love him. I think he's awesome. Well, um. But i just we were one game away from the Super Bowl. You know, Roger Rogers definitely played a good season, so I'm just a little confused as to why anyone would look at him in this past season
1: and call him washed up and want a quarterback so quickly. I think it's LaFleur, it's a statement he's making to say, This is my this is my team and I'm making this team how I want. Yeah. And as as much as that's I yeah. I get what he's doing.
0: But at the same time, I feel like I don't know, with the Green Bay fan base, if that's the right route to take. It's not. I'll say that already. It's definitely definitely not. not. Yeah, right? Because, listen, Rogers is a... We love him because he's... You know, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. If you say he's not, then absolutely get off this podcast. <laughs> that is not a Green Bay opinion. That's not no, that's it's not, not a Green Bay opinion. Yeah. I think that's a general fact. You know, you, you can put him up there with, like, Russell Wilson. I think he's better yeah, than Tom that's Brady. that's a whole other topic. Um, but, you know, it's like Russell – but it's like wh- oh, if yeah. we're talking about current quarterbacks, you know, we're like Tom Brady, Russell yeah. Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. Like, they're all in that group, right? Um. But the thing that we love about him is not, not only is he talented, but he really cares about our community. You know, he loves, he loves going to Bucks games. You know, he shops at local markets. Like he's yeah. always out like helping our community and just like being really interactive with like the huge. Wisconsin Green it? Bay lifestyle, which especially with a guy from California. Um, no. That's like, that, that's a huge deal. You know, not a lot of guys take their time to do that. Like, you he know, does. I, I love Devonte. Oh, but I think every chance he has to go back to Palo Alto, he probably books it out there. Um, but it's like, the, it's just the little things, you know, like like Roger's just like yeah. going to a million and ten bucks games and wearing, um, you know, Brewers and Bucks merchandise, you know, things that are, he doesn't need to support these teams, but because yeah. he is part of a Green Bay athletics um, no, business, and- you know, he's supporting these other Green Bay athletic businesses. And I think that's really awesome. And that's something that as a fan base, we really like to but see. But he it. loves it. We love the guys who love to play for us. That's why Zadarius Smith is on almost every Instagram post. Like, I mean, he's talented and I think he's really, really good, but it's because he loves playing for us.
1: No, and we'll get into this in another time because it's what I care most about. But like, and that's the thing is too with like my favorite brewery players, they love Wisconsin and they love Milwaukee. And that just like that degree of it where they give back to the community like Rodgers does people in Wisconsin, we eat that shit up. We love it. That's like, because it's like, wow, we love it here. You love it here? Like, welcome. And Rogers even said he wanted to retire here. He wants to end his career here. And you, that's so special. That's, we love How him. How could here. you not?
0: We love him. And, well, okay, Here, here's the difference is that I've looked at, you know, in other cities, um, thinking of major cities where they have teams, you know, we got Los Angeles, yeah. we've got San Francisco, we've got now Las Vegas, yeah. um, Seattle, New York. You know, these are big cities, yeah, Chicago. Big city. Um even Minneapolis <laughs> is big, you know, it's a city. Great Green Bay, if you've ever visited, it's not it's not it's not really a city, you know, it's residential. And so I was talking to other people about this. Um it was something in college that I realized that it, it was I realized that obviously when I started going to college football games. Um No. That when you live in Green Bay, there's not much else to support here. You know, if, if you come from a big city, there's a million and ten teams. There's a million and ten activities, mm-hmm. you know, like like you can go support like theater or the arts. Like there's a million and ten things you can just spend your time yeah. doing other than sports. In Green Bay, specifically Green Bay, you know, there's more in Wisconsin. But Green Bay, yeah. the Packers is all we have. <laughs> And it, come on, it's mm-hmm. it's the only, it's the only team in the NFL that's like owned by, by people, you know, I'm a shareholder. Um, yeah. <laughs> one day, one day. Um, but I'm just, I'm just thinking that it's like, we take a massive amount of pride in this team, mm-hmm. um, Part obviously because we're a small town and they're also very successful. And so I think Lafleur's decision, I understand what he's doing yeah. because, you know, McCarthy was around for a long time. And I think trying to put your name or like find your place in a community this strong is really, really hard. I can definitely see I you know, when when we first got LaFleur, I remember people were feeling quite iffy about him. And not gonna lie, after this draft, oh, I'm yeah. feeling quite iffy. I, I mean, don't know. I'm don't like not, me, not no. very pleased. <laughs> During the season we were like, Yeah, Matty. But now I'm ooh, Love Matt.
1: I'm not I'm not vibing with Matt right now. Feelings have changed a little bit. I he needs to earn my respect again. Like, he, he needs to, to do something that makes me go, you're all right. I like you. Yeah, he needs to gain it back. Um, so it's like, I, I see that
0: this is a way for him to get recognized in this community, but I think it's the wrong Oh, by way. far, yeah. Uh, especially in your early coaching career. I think, um, I think as you begin to you know, become a part of this team and have a little more experience as the team, you're able to make yeah. a little more risky decisions because you've earned the fans' respect. Honestly, I, I was going to say something like, oh, it has nothing really to do with the fans. It's all about, no. like, the business, you know, the team itself. But I that's not true.
1: Who are they playing for? They're playing for us. You know, like, we're, we're yeah. watching. And, like, I think... And we care. A good thing to... Yeah, something that I'd like to take note of is during the season... The moments that we found him the most successful, I think is like a fan base and that I talked about with everybody would be like, we're like, oh, did you see Lafleur and like Rogers? They looked super happy together at the end of the game. Like they seem to kind of be buddy, buddy. Like that's so promising. And those are the little moments. Like, of course, like looking back on it, I forgot that we had, we went 13 and three. I forgot that we only lost three games. I didn't even remember that.
0: That's so impressive. Considering the season before where the stadium was like, not even full. It was half empty the previous year. Every game, I swear to God, tickets were so cheap; it was awesome. I was like, I was like, row anywhere from one to five, like like, every time. But the thing that I remember is all season. I was like,
1: well, like uh, when they made it to um, the game before the Super Bowl when they were one away. After that win, they were like, they genuinely looked so happy. They looked like they were so connected. And those are the moments that I'm like remembering, and I'm like, wow, that's so great that Lafleur and Rogers were able to like, yeah, that I'm like that they were able to connect and coach and Rogers, like (sighs) I. Coach Matt and Rogers getting along, my heart strings. And, and, make, and that's <laughs> weird. Was just we're just like being like, too, was seeing that they so were able fast. to like make a connection by the end of the season. I was like, oh, this is really promising. I'm really excited about this. I'm excited about where this can go. And then now we're back to here, and now we're just dis- now we're just disappointed. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I don't. I still don't like approve of him getting a quarterback, right? I still don't. But this is one thing that. I'd also like to take note of, you know, as coming from my brother talks a lot about sports, loves sports. Um, so does my dad, a lot of my cousins. You know, we're from Wisconsin. That's what you do. It's our lives, as we talked about.
0: It's all we got: beer and sports and cheese, and that is, that is the yeah, truth. Yeah, ex-
1: <laughs> I... it's very accurate. Believe it or not, but um, everything you hear about Wisconsin thing... is true. Oh, it's like 100. It's never farms, milk, really. absolutely. <laughs> Continue. Oh yeah, 100. Um. We did not look like we were, like, did we look like we were one or two players away from winning that game before the Super Bowl? Or did we look like we were, like, just as a whole, it could have been collectively better? It wasn't just, like, one person we could have thrown in there that could have won it for us. Mm -hmm. And that was definitely something I didn't think about, and I think I should have thought about. But that's, Mm. I don't think that's an argument to say that we shouldn't have done better in this draft as a whole. But I do think it's something to think about that I'm like, not that I don't want to give myself too high expectations, but I'm like, okay... I do need to be reasonable with myself and do need to be reasonable with my expectations for this upcoming season. So I guess I guess for expectations, um, do
0: you have any thoughts as to what you think would make a really successful season for us, or I guess in the future?
1: I think that the biggest holes for me watching them have just always been defense. Um, even if it's just the offensive line, um, that's been consistently something that I'm like, I don't know what that It's I'm consistently doing. bad. Um, yes, and I think I just would like to see a more well-rounded team and just like to kind of see everybody connect better, just in that regard. Because I think one of the things, I hate the Patriots. We both hate the Patriots. And I don't think- How can you not? Yeah, and- I, if, you, if they win one more Super Bowl, I Luzman, swear to God. Like, I don't think, and this is what I'm excited to, for the Buccaneers, I want Brady to prove me wrong, because I just don't think he's that great. I just think that he's had so many key components that have been able to help him be that great.
0: See, exactly. That that's the opposite is I think I think Brady had mm-hmm. a kind of a successful team overall. I think Rodgers the reason why he only got one Super Bowl is not because he was bad. I think it's he was fantastic and the rest of the team let him down. And that's that's a big claim, but I I really think that um the players we've had yeah. in previous seasons have not been what Rodgers has needed I to agree. be successful and I think he has it in him and I think he still does. Um I think I, I, I guess yeah. one of the things we definitely need to look for is for a wide receiver to step up. And if you think about it, you know, yeah. we, we've got a few good ones who have had some pretty amazing plays. Um, mm-hmm. EQ was out for the season, but... Um, if I remember correctly, he was pretty talented, so I'm excited to yeah. see him come back. Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard had some really impressive catches. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe after a, a season of working on that, maybe yeah. he'll step up. I, th- I think we definitely need I just... Um, a wide receiver to fill that position, step up to the plate and really give it everything. Yeah. I think, I think we need players like Devonta Adams and Aaron Jones to not slack off. I, I'm always a little worried after yeah. successful seasons that people's, I don't want to, I don't want to blame it all on their ego, but I feel yeah. like for the Packers specifically, when we have a successful season, we tend to follow it by a less successful preseason or even the next whole season. And I think it's because we get a little cocky. Yeah, we get a big head, um, Big ego. So I I want to see Aaron Jones and Devontae continue to do what they're mm-hmm. doing. Um, and yeah, we
1: really need defensive work. Yeah. We really, really do. Oh, and that's like on the same topic where it's like... And I guess, you know, maybe to help love in the future whenever he does step up. But that's been the biggest issue that when Rodgers throws it away is because the O-line is slacking. And he... Like, that's again, the one thing that... Roger's strength is having enough time and exactly. like, being able to find something, even if he shouldn't be able to after like so much time has lapsed into a play. Like and that's been the whole thing that we're like, oh my god, if the o line could just hold up a little bit longer, Rogers probably could get a few more throws off. Too much I will time. admit though, I he, agree.
0: I've I've said it before. He spends a little too long in the pocket, yeah. in my opinion. I think I think when he's under pressure, he's almost a better player because it forces him to make a decision. I think I think Rodgers is really smart, but when I think cool he uh, weighs too much time, I think he's focused on trying to make like the absolute best play possible and wastes the opportunities. Yeah, I, I think he no, wastes I think his opportunity by, by taking a little too long and like mm-hmm. almost being too attentive to the field, you know? Um, he, like, he dances around a little too much. Um, but, you know, it, I guess if <sighs> he just makes decisions a little quicker and our O-line holds up so he doesn't yeah, I think so break too. his collarbone yeah. again things will be good to go. But I think that's a good place to wrap up this first episode. I think it went pretty well. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, yeah. I definitely, like I said, I'm really excited to see specifically. I'd love to see Kamal Martin work on some things. I'd love to see AJ Dillon. I'm quite excited about that. Um,
1: The other two, I... Let's wait. I have one. Oh, I think, yeah. Continue. Oh, I was going to say, we can leave it off with... um, You can continue talking about... Finish off with the one thing that we're most excited for for this upcoming season. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, yeah. yeah. I was just going to say the other two I'm a little
0: hesitant about, but, um, you know, we'll just have to see. Mm-hmm. We're surprised. What am I most excited about? Do you have anything in your mind right now?
1: I do. Okay, and I think... Tell me, Lily. Tell me. <laughs> Alan Lazard. Just in general. Um, really? Yeah, because I think that's a player Rogers. really I likes. agree. Yeah, like, Rogers really likes him. And he's got a lot of talent. Yeah. And I think, especially because he's still not entirely like on the radar, that you know, we I think as fans we've kind of grown to respect him, but I think he's still just like not entirely on the radar. I think it's uh, if he can really step up, I think he'll be just like a wonderful addition. Um, well, he is on our team, but like a wonderful addition to a core of really talented players. Just because Rogers likes him, and Ro- that's the reason pretty much why he's in the position he is now was because he was in favor with Rogers. So I'm most excited for him and to receive I, like. A really I agree. I think like I think
0: Lazard, I, I said it before, I think he had some really amazing plays, and I think he does have the talent to be able to step up and take that position that we're all looking for. So you know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe Matt LaFleur saw it earlier and decided we didn't need a new wide receiver. Um <laughs> I mean, Who's to say
1: anymore? I don't even know. I, I don't I don't
0: know. I think for me, it definitely has to do with this controversy. I think it'll be interesting to see. Maybe oh. not ex- I think excited is yeah. a word, but nervous as well. To see, I guess, as um, Jordan Love is a little bit of fuel yeah. under the fire of Rogers. You know, I want to, I want to see yeah. what Rogers does with this. You know, is he is he going to be laid back and just do his season? Is he going to bust his ass and prove everyone wrong? You know, I'd I'd
1: like to see the way that he takes yeah. this. I think whatever he does this season is going to be um, sort of a stepping stone into where. His future lies with the Packers and where the Packers' future is, yeah.
0: For sure. He's going to be under a – that's the thing is, he's going to be under a microscope. And so I'm very intrigued to see, I guess, the way he's going to handle that situation. But I think that's a good note to end on. Um, So thank you guys for listening. This was Fudge and Meat. Hopefully Mm -hmm. we'll come back with a few more episodes here and there. Um, Just dropping our opinions. Football season, um, it says it on our homepage – I'm definitely football-inclined. That doesn't mean that uh, Fudge does not know football. Obviously, she does. Um, but football, I guess, will mostly be med- led by me, which is meat. But as we start to transition into baseball season, that is where Fudge is going to take um, her little stance in the spotlight. So that'll be really You'll fun. Hear more as... of you hear than you want to, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we always want to hear you. But it'll be really fun. You know, As as the seasons change, your main host will change as well. And I think that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. If you have opinions, agree with us. If you want to fight with us, have at it. (laughs) We will, we will happily argue with you. I can't wait. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening and until next time. Thank you.